Welcome back to the Generic Foiling Podcast. We're going to get stuck straight into the recording this episode, as it is actually part two of our interview with Rob Whittle. Uh, so if you haven't listened to our episode number 34 already, that's part one with Rob, uh, this follows that up. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy the rest of the interview. Oh, we've had, I think, since uh, even since, since Jim's joined uh, over the last, what, two months now, there's already been an improvement and then in the quantity of stuff that's coming out because yeah. I think I was talking to, to again colleague Tom at the other, uh, this demo the other week um, with Rue who you chatted to on a previous podcast and yeah. he was there's there's no um, no one ever denies the fact that the the ozone stuff quality is not fantastic but the quantity is probably what's what's needed because when you do go and do a shoot and you do produce a video like the, the factory video that, that Craig's shot the other day is, is phenomenal. Yeah. It's very, it very, very good. And it's so impressive to see. Yeah. If we don't see anything for the next six months, then it's more of an issue. The quantity yeah. is, is a big one. And that's since Jim's, Jim's joined, Jim Gaunt uh, uh, being Kite World, yes. ex-Kite World yes. magazine um, editor, editor yeah. has now joined Ozone as marketing direct, marketing yes. manager, whatever he ends yeah. up being. Sorry, Jim. Um, exactly. And he, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's improved massively. You know, he's, going to, he's going to improve that. But, uh, uh, you know, that, that's a great example of what we did. Uh, we didn't showcase our products we showcase what we do you know we support a thousand workers in vietnam uh, they support us um, we respect them they respect us we we've we've shown what is the heart of our business which is that production facility we're not out there exploiting them we're out there sharing with them holidays um, you know we take them on holiday and have a great time and that's a thousand workers can you imagine taking a thousand workers on holiday that must be sick it's freaking nuts <laughs> it must be a lot um, of fun you know so we could have showcased how amazing we all are and how amazing all our athletes are and wow you know giving it the old woohoo but we didn't you know good we, we, we showed, like it we, we showed what the, like what, it. A, what the heart of our company is and I think that's got way more value I mean hey it, it, it's it's not the modern idea, obviously, of uh, marketing and media, which is uh, fucking hammer it to you and flashy and amazing and fucking wow. It, but it, it, it's I the real shit. I think that'll come back, though. I think I, I don't think that's far away from hitting its climax, where people because people <laughs> can see through that shit yeah. so much. And it's not yeah. not to say just kiting and winging, but in in every aspect everything. of everything nowadays, the yeah. fact that they're actually Instagram brands that are only available. Yeah. through Instagram and, and through an Instagram shop and thinking of the likes of Montec clothing or something like that. It's yeah. so much that, you know, these brands blow up and then everyone thinks it's not actually that good. Well, fucking course it isn't. They've just plowed a load of money into Instagram to say how to, good is it. I think people are becoming exactly. very aware of that quicker. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and you know, it's, uh, I think there's going to be, uh, yes, I think you're right. Um, and at the end of the day, there is room for everybody. And, the good thing about ozone is we're not trying to sell the same story as everyone else this is our story and this is the way we do it some of you are going to like it some of you are going to hate it no problem there's room for everybody go and fly something else enjoy it i don't care it's all good so what, <laughs> that's, what that's, um, i just like to add that's the um 
the speaking to the what is it preaching to the choir isn't that the generic falling podcast motto <laughs> the yeah. ethos as well if you don't like it fuck off <laughs> leave us alone i didn't quite say that <laughs> i know you didn't you're a few years down the line so i, I will learn i will learn not to, to say it a little bit better well as um, i always like as i always like to say to uh people when uh you know moments like that is anybody writing something else is a customer potential for the future no problem Great. We can't have everybody riding our gear anyway, so we can't make enough because our factories only are only, you know, it can only produce so much stuff. And we've got paragliders, we've got all kinds of things being built there. So there's only so much capacity. And hey, if you're not riding it today, perhaps we'll produce something that you like in the future. Great. How, how is the paraglider market nowadays? Yeah, what's the split? What's the split in terms of the output of the factory revenue-wise? What's the percentage split between kite, wing, paraglide? Uh, if you would share, it would share. be uh, probably sixty forty paragliding. Uh, we've got a very good legacy in the paragliding market, and uh, I would have to say that. They have, the design team in the paragliders has dominated uh, competitions, but not just competitions, but it's dominated the competitions for about the last 10 years now. Uh, the, I think there's certainly, uh, there's three world champions working there in the design team. <laughs> three world champions. Uh, between them, they sort of win everything. Uh, not just the world championships, but the the other competition circuits as well. Uh, uh, th there are anomalies to the rule, but uh, predominantly it's it's ozone uh, paradigm is winning all of it, um, and they produce great wings for the public. And it's just singing, which is fantastic. Do you have much involvement yeah. with that side of things anymore, or with the paradigm no, no, stuff specifically I, at all? I, I don't. Uh, I'm just enjoying. I used to design the speed wings until last year, but uh, I've handed that off now because um, it, it's time to sort of uh, let the next generation flourish. It's uh, you know I've, uh, I've I've done my bit. I've been around for quite a long time, and uh, you know there are only so many ideas that can come out of someone's head. I still have lots of ideas. I was working on one this evening. Um, but, but that's that's one thing I've I've become aware of chatting chatting through to to various people that there might you might be sort of moving away slowly. Um, yeah, you know, even looking at the likes of Torin, and um, and uh, and yeah, and Dom and even Simon coming through now. That must be quite exactly. exciting to see those guys, especially Simon, because he is a young lad. But yeah riding so well and then obviously being so involved with the company whilst also do, doing university on the fly at the same time yeah. uh that must be really impressive to see and i mean what what's the plan where are they who's going to be taking over and in what sort of stages and you know uh it's funny you should say that uh simon is in a position just like i was in back in the day and it is such a nice thing to watch somebody have the potential to have a life uh, oh yeah, similar to similar to or potentially similar to mine. Who knows what's actually going to happen? But oh my god, seriously! When I think of how my life has been and how lucky I've been and the places I've travelled to and the things that I've seen, uh, 
Um, and what it's facilitated in my life, you know, when I see Simon there at 19 years old, getting to grips with this potential, it, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's just a joy, actually. It's amazing. And then on the other side of things, I've got Dom and Torin. I've been working with Torin now for 12 years. I've been working with Dom for 10 years. Uh, Dom has been my right-hand man and Torin's been my left-hand man. Uh, those two keep me in order and on track. Um, Dom, especially with design, has literally, uh, he's the guy I sort of bounce all the stuff off and him to me. And we've just had this uh, great relationship. And, uh, you know, I, I just feel like, put it this way, if I stay in the seat, then the picture is already painted. And that's going to be my picture. My picture, if it's already painted, means that I'm coming to the end and it's sort of limited. Why wouldn't we put someone else in the seat who then can go, wow, right, now it's my turn to, to put this into use and to take it where I want, to, uh, you know, not necessarily where you want to take it, but to take it to uh, new potentials. So for me, it's sort of just seeing um, uh, another window of design freedom because I've gone through various things that sometimes have worked and then haven't worked or I've, I've tried something in the past and it didn't work, so you put it away. You're like, no, nah, that didn't work. But it, it might work for someone else with just a few different parameters because he's looking at it differently. So uh, to me, it's, it's just better better to go forward rather than using this old mind uh, let's let's give the new boys a, a run <laughs> let's let them stretch their legs <laughs> cool so what um where did you start in 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 design uh, what was your role where are you right now and then what are you trying to i mean obviously achieve eventually it's retirement whenever that ends up being whenever but yeah, what, what's the what's the progress through the company been as you've started? Uh, yeah, uh, well, it, it's kind of come, uh, it's, you know, end, ended up, uh, oh, I've ended up sort of as the head of design, but, um, yeah, and that started from where I was telling you earlier, from being a test pilot and understanding Really, it's not about your ability to ride or to fly or something. It's about your ability to understand and recognize what the public are actually going to be able to deal with. So there's no point in building stuff that nobody can use. You've got to build stuff that people can use. And sometimes I think that's one of the, my advantages is because, uh, uh, you know, I'm competent and pretty proficient in all, all aspects of these sports but I'm no I'm not sort of um, hyper talented or super talented so I, I've got a I can still see I can see the pain on other people's faces when they're learning and think oh yeah how could you make that easier what what is it and then you translate that into your own feelings and try and put those attributes into a wing or into a kite um and I, I see that going forward in the future, whereby basically, as I've been trying to do uh, recent, or not recently, but for about the last five years, um, 
from the public side of things, just take a back seat, uh, be less involved in the whole company because, um, you know, uh, let's face it, uh, the younger you are, normally the bigger your ego is. And as I get older, I'm sort of trying to manage that ego. And um, uh, I just, uh, I'd like a bit of peace and quiet now. You know, I'm just not interested in, I used to be interested in every aspect of everything and think that everything had to go my way and, or, you know, we, we need a discussion and let's let's nut it out and find the, the best way forward. And now I just look at things and think, well, you know, he's, he's pretty well versed in this area and he's got this opinion and oh, let's, let's give it a go. Yeah. Doesn't always have to be your way because uh, it's probably going to be a success anyway. So long as it's not going down some freaking nutball avenue, which I'm more likely to lead them down than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's so yeah. I'm just I, I just want to uh, I just want to see other people flourish now. To tell the truth, you know, I, I've, cool. I've done my bit. It's great. What do you do on the water? What's what's Everything. most of your time spent doing nowadays? So you're, um, you're Raglan, aren't you, in, in New Zealand? That's yeah. pr- predominantly, yeah. I believe you're in Mauritius right now, which I guess is where you spend quite a lot of time testing. Yes, yeah. Yeah, what's what's your time spent doing on the water predominantly? What do you want to do most? Um, <laughs> want to do most is I'd love to just have loads of free time to do whatever the conditions actually suited instead of what I have to be doing. But uh, yeah, in all honesty... I don't really mind what I'm doing. I just love to be out uh, using my body to connect with uh, the forces of nature, really. And that's honestly the truth, uh, whether it's flying paragliders, um, hiking, uh, winging, foiling, uh, just kiting, just give me something and I'm, I'm happy. But in terms of work sort of load and what what we're actually doing at the moment it's probably uh 30% kite looking at probably uh, fortunately I've got Dom who's lined up is doing great work on the kite so I've been concentrating on getting the wings to where we want them um and with Simon as well, he's also been helping on the wings and the kites. So it's probably been 70%, oh no, sort of uh, 60% um, uh, wings and then um, a bit of foiling. I love foiling. What kind of foiling? What's? uh, I'm into sub foiling (laughs) and and a bit of downwind. Uh, I just... Uh, I like paddling into waves, uh, not proning into waves, but I like, uh, I used to do a lot of um, just regular sub wave riding and uh, now I'm sub foiling and I just... Which leads us on to our most important question of the evening, which Liam is frothing about. Do you know the Raglan Surf Report, Luke? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Because we, we love him. Do you really? And if anybody hasn't watched the Raglan Surf Report on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, please Just watch it. the highlight of my Instagram when his new videos pop up. <laughs> and, and, if awesome. you, 
If you do know him, please um, tell him that, that he's got a couple of fans over here in the UK. Oh, yeah. I've There's literally, love. the number of times that, you know, we, we want this podcast to be, uh, he's obviously all just satire and we do want this podcast to yes. be informative, but Freddie and I have a personality <laughs> and we haven't been hiding that. And the number of times that there'll be one of his posts or stories and I'll send it to Freddie and go, we need to do more stuff like this. Like this, yes. Good. He's got well, some he, balls he, on him though, hasn't he? He has got some balls on him. Yeah, he's a very good surfer. I mean, he's, he's fucking. I mean, that's why he gets away with a lot of it. I think because he yeah. fucking rips. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's you know, there's there's one of the problems in the modern world today, isn't there? Uh, nobody's saying what they really think, and nobody being able to laugh at themselves and everything. It's like crumbs. Why has everyone got so serious? This Are we is not just difficult here to have a good time? We keep yeah. battling with this, Liam and I both, you know. And, and even before we'd, we'd said hello to you today, I'm thinking, I want to crack a knob joke, but if it goes down <laughs> like a sack of shit, we, we've suddenly lost somebody that I admire and I want, you know, I, I don't want him to think I'm a complete cock. <laughs> but the no, reality no, is we are. <laughs> yeah. But that's the problem is, is that everyone is taking themselves so seriously. It's like, for fuck's sake, you know, we're going to be dead soon. It's the same with the marketing as well. Why why are we not having a good time and just living it up and not giving a flying fuck about anything? Because like I said, we're all going to be dead soon, regardless. Doesn't matter what you do and what you uh, think. I think you would have enjoyed our poems with Proctor episode, uh, Rob, where where we uh, we we tried to get get the listeners to guess which kite surfing video a, a selection of words were from, and it was the fly surfer Stoke, um, where they were all at one with the ocean. <laughs> Fucking shut up. It was uh, it was a we massive never crock of the shit. Winner. Tom Bridge no, was actually the winner Tom Bridge of that competition. Tom, excellent, good man. Yeah, good yeah man. he did. He <laughs> loved that. Um, cool. Well, yeah, there you go. That was the most important question. We uh, we follow Luke from the the Raglan Surf Report, and we think he's doing a fantastic job. And obviously, you're in the same town. Um, yes. So please pass on our regards if you do know him and do see him. It uh, is a great place to be. I got to say, for as long as you, as long as you like, it's not necessarily. Yeah, it's not necessarily the best for um, kiting. It's pretty good for winging uh, because, you know, you can lighter winds. Um, It's not necessarily the best for kiting, but it's got some good kiting. It's got great winging. It's got great surfing if you like lefts. It's not so great if you um, want rights. No, the the winging scene, which brings me on to another point, actually, I'd love to chat to you more about. The Armstrong XPS video that dropped recently, I believe, oh no, sorry, there were the ride. I think it was another XPS video where the riders were out in Raglan. Yeah, that's a hell of a level of riding. If those are the local Raglonians, that's oh no no that's not the local Raglonians. That's the okay. Armstrong uh, hardcore team. Oh, I see. I didn't know. I didn't know if it was. I thought it was a load of local blokes that had been given the wings, and I thought, Jesus Christ, it looks a bit better than Exmouth. No. The level is uh, no, no, no. very different. Uh, there's some good riders there, but no one is sending it um, quite to to that degree. Right? <laughs> How is it having we, so many honestly, of you brand, you know, powerhouses in that one small place then? Oh, there is uh, the North designer, uh, Hugh uh, Pinfold. Pin, Pinfold. 
But he was Penfold. he was you guys before. Penfold. He was Ozone before, wasn't he? Yes, he worked with us. Um, then there is uh, you got Adrian, uh, right? As, uh, no, Adrian's not there. Adrian's somewhere else. He's my, miles. He's yeah. I actually looked on the yeah. map. It's fucking miles up. Yeah, it is. Um, but then there's uh, a couple of the Armstrong boys and the Ozone crew. I mean, it's it's kind of it's a place to be. It's only it's two hours from an international airport. Uh, it's got stonking waves. It's a surf town. You know, it, it's the kind of place you would naturally go and visit, and then go, "Ooh, hang on a minute, this isn't too shit." The difficulty being, so here. when I I went there and I and I I mentioned this previously, I I kicked myself. I lived in WA for a year. And I didn't surf, and I didn't want to ride anything that wasn't a wakeboard with boots behind a kite at Woody's, and that was it. And I look back and I think, what a fucking moron I was. <laughs> and likewise, I lived in Te Oamutu for six months farm contracting, and I middle of nowhere. And on a couple of days off, I remember going to Raglan and thinking, I don't get it. Don't know what it's like all cracked up for. And I don't. Th- I definitely didn't see it for for what it was worth. And I'm not even sure if I saw the right beach. But I look back now and I think, what a moron! You know, this there's this hub of of. I could have met Luke from the Raglan Surfer. Yes. <laughs> but I've got bad news for you. Or maybe it's good news for you. I can look back like that, and there's so many <laughs> moments yeah. where I'm just like, oh my. God. So it doesn't it doesn't I, end it doesn't stop. I was in paradise and I blew it off like yeah, yeah. it's fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I yeah I went there a couple of times, but I went there with a bunch of nineteen year old farming lads. So the last thing they wanted to do was go to the beach. Yeah, put they, probably wanted to, they probably wanted to kill something. They wanted to go Should to the pub. I think was the problem. If we weren't working, we were in the pub. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or watching farming DVDs, which I found quite amusing on our days off. But anyway. <laughs> Um, keep, keep that yeah, stuff to yourself. <laughs> Don't mention that to too many people. <laughs> um, can we ask about Armstrong? And yes, of course. There, there is a. There's obviously you are involved somehow from the beginning with arms with with Armstrong. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, I'd be curious to know what what involvement you've had with the brand and how that works alongside the ozone side of things and why yeah. they brought out their wing at the same month that you guys brought your wing. It's just so annoying. But yeah, is, what's, what's the involvement? Um, yes, well, uh, the good thing is uh, it's all totally natural and everything's absolutely fine because nothing really matters. Uh, <laughs> basically, well, it doesn't. You know. True. Um, the, uh, basically, back in the day, uh, I was good friends with Army already um, through kite surfing. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a great character and obviously we kind of uh, kindred spirit, shall we say. He's a lunatic and I used to be. <laughs> and so uh, we got on real good. And um, then and we used to go on um, wave hunting trips down to Taranaki kiting. And uh, Taranaki is a, a bit of a, a head case place where you've got a to, just to get in the water, you have to cross the rocks with your kite up in the lee of the cliffs, getting jerked, and there's all kinds of barnacles over the rocks. So if you manage to slip, you're going to cut your feet, and you know it's just a nightmare. So you've got to be fairly hardcore. And we did 
a lot of trips down there and um, just had a great time. And, you know, he's he pushes himself like like nobody else, really. There's, uh, you know, he's full-on lunatic. And there'd be these days that were just massive and gnarly and windy as hell and cross offshore. And, you know, we're talking sort of good five, four or five meter swells uh, at this place called Pangarehu. And you've got this big rock garden to get out. And he'd be like, right, let's go. And you're just thinking, fucking hell, I don't even think I'll survive, let alone, you know. And so he's that guy that motivates you to have a go. And then you find you are totally out of your depth. (laughs) (laughs) Once you're out there, you're like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? (laughs) I knew I shouldn't have listened to him. Anyway, uh, so after quite a few years of that, uh, he got into foiling. I I wasn't particularly into it. I'd had a a bit of foiling with the kite and stuff, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, Just, it was okay, but... uh, I just wasn't really lit by it at that particular moment. And uh, then he decided after breaking a load of gear that he wanted to uh, to get into designing some foil gear. And he said about designing foil gear. Anyway, uh, cut a long story short, it wasn't long before he'd run out of money. And uh, he came to me and was just chatting about how difficult it's been and da-da-da-da-da. And... Because we got on so well, I'm just like, oh, man, I'll lend you some cash. And uh, I'm a little bit blasé like that. I sort of help friends out. Just, yeah, okay, no worries. I can, (laughs) I'll lend you some cash. No interest, no nothing here. Just just give me your account details. No contracts, no nothing. And uh, so I gave him some cash and he went away to China and came back with his first wing. And didn't work too well and so we got talking about sections and then i said oh well maybe you should try a section like this and we put that section in it and it went a bit better and it just sort of blossomed from there and uh, then of course he needed more cash i'm like oh yeah no problem because <laughs> i'm not <laughs> you know i mean honestly i'm just terrible and uh then he needed a bit more, and uh, before I knew it, it was like, holy shit, if I want to see any of that money, I better get involved. <laughs> so uh, we uh, we set up Armstrong, and um, off we went. And uh, that, that's kind of how it all started. But uh, it's great, and it's, it's a lot of fun, and it's just something else. Um, in terms of a conflict as such, yeah, you know, theoretically, there's a conflict. Um, but only if you want to see one. I don't want to see one. Uh, if my partners want to see one, then carry on. But uh, the guys at Armstrong are pretty cool, and my partners at Ozone are pretty cool, and it just all carries on. I figured it out, Freddie. When Army's banging on about the America's Cup team and the America's Cup have told us this, and the Amer- that's actually like a pen name <laughs> for Rob. That's that's Rob. That's Rob. <laughs> no, no. That's it. I'm just this. seeing it out. <laughs> that, it all makes sense now because, you know, he didn't want to reveal your identity and he wants to give you the gravitas <laughs> yeah. that you deserve. So he's like, yeah, yeah, the America's Cup team yeah. are involved in the design. Rob. Yeah. <laughs> but it's honestly, that's the other, that's the crazy thing is, uh, uh, and I hope you see that Armstrong is very similar in, you know, it's 
brought up in the same way that uh, what we say is what it is. But um, that's the one amazing thing with New Zealand being so small. Army and also this uh, Nathan, um, the, the GM, Nathan Duke, uh, they know everybody because they're, they're from the sort of sailing world and the windsurf world and uh, kayaking with Army. And literally, you know, Pete Burling, who's the skipper of the America's Cup yachts, and um, Blair Duke, Nathan's brother, they're the, they're the guys. <laughs> and here we are rubbing shoulders with these guys. Hey, they're only guys. They're just people. But uh, they're people that have got access to some fantastic knowledge. It's just insane. So, um, yeah, we're very lucky in that respect that uh, we do have pretty much a direct uh, link to uh, some amazing designers and knowledge. So yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, that's where we're at. So where what what's your what is your role there? Are you doing a bit of the design of well, the foils? The design... Yeah, have you not listened to the story? Or are you just are you just, are you the, you just keep still throwing money? No, no, no. no. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm done with the financing. That 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 had to stop fairly early on because uh, I can finance to certain levels, but those levels are, are not business levels. But at least that looks like it's come back fairly well because that that business yes, is thriving, yeah. isn't it? It's fantastic. Yes. How many people have you lent money to and never seen it before, though? Uh, actually, most of them. Uh, I, I don't think I've actually lent it to anybody and never seen it again. Oh, good. Everyone's good, good, good. been. Do you know what? I tell you, if you write contracts and you put people in a, a position that they can't afford to be in, I tell you, if you shake a man's hand and look him in the eye and tell him, you know, there's no interest, don't have to worry about that, but you do have to pay me back, you know that. And you make sure they see you and you look at them in the eye and they look at you in the eye while you're shaking their hand. There are very few people that can fuck you over. Very Especially true. when the bra brass knuckles are the ones that are shaking at them at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, most people are good to their word if you just give them a chance, you know. But if you if you go writing contracts and getting lawyers involved, then they'll find a fucking way to work their way out of that contract. Yeah, you've gone south but, by that point, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, we're, speaking of which, we just signed signed a thing with Boards of More. Run away! <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, yeah. What are you designing? What what, what do you design no, with them? No, Presum um, presumably, it's design work, or is it not? No, no. I'm not involved in uh, anything now. I was in the beginning. I was actually doing or oh, uh, quite a bit of the sort of uh, the wording and the marketing and the media. Um, but fortunately, it's got bigger than me, and uh, I need to concentrate my efforts uh, with ozone more because that's I, I didn't get into that business to have another job put it that way um so that's what i do um cool. and it's it's great I, I i love being you know when they want some uh feedback or advice or not not advice uh, if they would like to hear my opinion on something then uh, i'm super happy to give it and i love being involved with them and uh you know, it's a great success story. Um, well, we are going to actually chat with Army. We're trying to sit down with him currently. I think uh, oh, Liam's, in, yeah, yeah. Liam's I'm in, in, in convalescence with, with his PA. PA. Yeah, yeah. Have you got so, any funny, so funny can, stories that we ought to bring up? 
holy shit, man, this guy is just full of madness and funny stories. He's, he's, uh, uh, I, you know, in, in the nicest possible way, he's a complete loon. He's just great. I wonder, got, I wonder whether he, he's the sort of person where we could do an hour and a half interview and not actually talk about Armstrong or Foils at all. You probably could. Yeah, we should try no, that. We could. should try that because he's. I mean, he's such good fun. Um, he's done a million things. You know, he, he's been everywhere and done everything. Grew up on a boat. Dad's a naval architect. Uh, it's just he's a he's a larger than life character. He's fun to be around. He really is. Is he rag, <laughs> is he Raglan based or is he elsewhere? No, he's Auckland based, but uh, uh, he's he's trying to move from Auckland to Rag, or potentially move to Raglan. Right. You know, now now is a little bit of a weird time because of this economical weirdness that's going on, and house prices are all just plummeting, and no one can sell anything, and you know that uh, it's the same thing as in England. Yeah. So, but uh, one day it would be great. I wish house prices prices are plummet. I've just spent a lot of money yeah, on one. It's, uh, it's, it's still, oh, going, it's still going up. Yeah, no, not at all. Really? Even even Maybe through I the um, even through the 08 yeah. recession, this the, the this part of the southwest was just level, and then it just starts going up again. Wow. Well, you're obviously in the right place. Yeah, then, well, that's right? the trouble. Is COVID yeah, uh, COVID? All of the city dwellers also joined in. Right. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get Tough out of the city. Tough but hey, it could be worse. At least your investment's good. That's true. Yeah. Um, couple, couple questions, really, Rob. One, one of the big ones, obviously, the Isle of Man, I believe, has just, um, just been run again. I know yes. you've done it, done it in the past as a complete offshoot from foiling. Uh, I know you're a, a competent motorbike rider, and to anyone that isn't aware, the Isle of Man TT is one of the most insane road riding races oh, i think it is known as the most insane road motorbike race in the world i think the and documentary you've, you've done it before the, the documentary that people should watch i think it's called on the edge is it on the edge is that the one Drive to you know it, Rob, where where it just starts it, it, with that scene of the um the oh, first person oh, point of view it's all guy martin start line <laughs> Yes, it could be I on think the it's edge. Good on the edge. It, if people haven't seen there's that, there's a new one that's called "In Between the Hedges." <laughs> that that sums up the race pretty well. Both of those titles. "In Between the Hedges." Yes, exactly. Um, for, yeah, for anyone that hasn't seen it, it is closer to the edge. There you go. Um, closer, closer to the edge. Yeah. I believe uh, it is yes. one hell of that is that is one hell of a um, race and documentary uh how's that going you doing it anymore you, you, you sacked it off is it too far away now what's the plan uh actually uh, i i tried to quit but like <laughs> all good drugs it's pretty hard to quit <laughs> uh i've missed a couple of years the, the covid years and then uh, i thought okay yeah i'll have to and i've got to on be honest it is a drain on any man's wallet because if you're not a pro, which I'm not, as you can possibly imagine, um, I'm a, just an old hack who just wants to live fast. So, um, yeah, it, it burnt a big hole in my savings. Um, but 
I have a real desire to go back there because uh, if I'm honest about it, there's only a certain amount of people that can go there. And I'm so privileged to have managed to get my foot in that door. And if you consider where we are today, where, you know, the government is exercising its right to take away what seems to be all fun and madness that, you know, even potential of madness that can, that you can have in your life. And that is the, for me personally, that is the pinnacle of madness, you know, because it is absolutely nuts. Then I kind of think to myself, wow, you have the opportunity and the possibility and the potential to still be doing that. And I feel like I'm almost obliged to do it because, and don't get me wrong, I absolutely want to do it. But with the way everything's going, in, in 10 years, shit like this won't even exist. No, it, is a, it is a massive surprise that a race like that is still allowed to go ahead, which I, I guess know. only really makes sense because it's an island and yeah. the tradition behind it. Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing too because, uh, you know, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, there are massive risks involved because you're going flat out uh, on, on the roads and it's a very windy, bumpy course. And shit happens and there are stone walls, fences, hedges and trees. So should you come off, there's a very big chance you're going to be severely injured or dead. And unfortunately, you know, there are a few deaths there. But what I and I know this is going to sound crazy to some people, but uh, what I truly appreciate is that you, you know you're on the line. You know you're trying to keep it on your side of the line. You're totally prepared for if it doesn't stay on your side of the line and, you know, shit happens. And there might be an evening practice or a race and somebody unfortunately dies due to uh, an accident. And the very next day, you're lining up, ready to do it again. There is a certain poetic brilliance in the fact that whatever that drug is it's so good that regardless of the consequences you are going to line up there again and you're not even thinking about it you're just hungry chomping at the bit ready for you to get that tap on the shoulder and pin it and off you go to me that's just that's something else you know there's very hey, few there's very few things that you can actually nowadays still yeah that you get yeah. that at all there's very very few i i sports. don't actually there, there's only one there's actually the one sport that i think is more extreme uh extreme i hate that word because there's nothing extreme if humans can do it because it's not that extreme um but that's that committing is um free climbing mm. the the guy those guys the, the guy that climbed um uh el cap Alex you know, Holland, Honnold, sorry. Hol yeah, Hon and then there's the other guy, the other one recently, there's been a a, a film about him as well, yeah, The Alpinist, I think it is, or something. Yes, that's Holy shit. Now, those guys, that's some intense shit too, but I'm not a climber, so 
<laughs> I'll have to take, take, take my gambles on the road racing motorcycles. But uh, that I think that's actually the pinnacle, those guys, because you, you still might bounce off a tree or something, but you know, you're the not, chances you're not, are... You're not going to manage 3,000-foot descent, are you? No. It went, you know, halfway up El Cap when you slip and fall off. Yeah. It, it's I, thought you were gonna, I thought you were going to go down the base jumping route. But no, base on. jumpings. I've done that. It's It was fine, but it just... A sack of taties can fall out of the sky. It's not, <laughs> you know... It's true, though. <laughs> it's pretty good fun for a couple, but it's just like, really? Is that it? Come on. That's, I need more than that. The image that came to my mind then was when you... Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not equating them to riding the Isle of Man TT, but it's just well, I've got this image <laughs> in my mind and I saw it the other night on the seafront here. It's when you have the middle-aged blokes that have got an enormous gut on them on a sports bike. And I always think to myself, I'm like, one, the proportions of everything look so wrong right now. And then I'm like, second, which company's making those leathers to fit that man? <laughs> I think they, and that's they what must came to mind to when measure. you said a sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, no dear. offense to base jumpers. I'm sure it, they they get their buzz out of it. But uh, <laughs> and there's their blokes play. with the same proportions doing that too. <laughs> they probably uh, are. Probably. Are, to be yeah. fair, you've you've got to you've got to hike a lot for that though. So to get no, to no, those no. places, you've got no, no, no. Don't worry. Just like old sports, that helicopter. No, they they yeah. they find a way around the actual part that might keep them fit, and they just yeah. do the bit that you know for the buzz. But uh, yeah, I, I got into that for a little bit of time, but I had to get out of it because it's just like, you know, three seconds falling. It's like, can, are you kidding me? You know, it's like- Is that it? Barely got the needle in. So yes. But I'm gonna have another crack at it with, um, because uh, obviously you know that Ozone produced the Squirrel wingsuits. Matt, who uh, is the uh, founder of Squirrel, he's a good friend from the early days because he used to work for us, uh, or he does still work for us at Ozone too. And uh, yeah, we, we spent some good times together and uh, now he's got that whole gig going and hopefully I might have a little bit of spare time. So I figured may as well give it a crack, but I'm pretty sure I know where yeah, it'll be good for a few until it's like, whoop, yeah, done that. I did find, uh, I, I spent a week in Norway with a friend of mine who was well into his skydiving and um, all his friends, I hadn't realized until I actually went there and stayed with him in his house. And I put some photos on Instagram or something of where I was. And a friend of ours from down here who was also a skydiver messaged me and, and said, I, I, I bet you don't even realize who's, whose house you're in here. And it turned out they were all Norwegian um, uh, country level and, and international level pro riders. Anyway, the conversations they had was, I mean, it's the same as if I, we were all flies on the wall out, outside 
an Isle of Man lunch break room. Like the conversations <laughs> when you're not on that level, you know, oh, what, what were you doing today? Oh, I might just go and hike and base jump over here. I might just go and wait squirrel suit over here or do this. What are you guys doing? Oh, well, and, you know, figuring out what everyone was going to do. And it just blew me away. Just that, because over here, especially when we're not surrounded by those, those disciplines, to me, it just—it's not the done thing. It's not what we talk about at all. Which was the whole problem. Mm. Going back to what we talked about in the beginning, when I was at school talking about, oh, I went wakeboarding at the, the weekend and kite surfing at the weekend, and then got ridiculed because I was the only one that was doing that. Which is the yeah. reason why I left to to be in that position to be the minority where I was like, I don't want—I don't want to go base jumping. I, I've not come to—I've not come to Norway to learn how to fucking base jump. <laughs> I, 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 you go do what you're gonna do. Yeah, but being being around that level, uh, that's it was just bonkers. It's a completely different mindset in that instance, which I imagine it must be with the TT stuff because there's so many uh, motor, motorbikers that don't want to go anywhere near that as well. Yes, true. But uh, I, I like to sort of think of it this way, and this is the way we should be thinking about society in general, is there's eight and a half bit, or there's eight billion people on the planet now. Uh, anybody that wants to put themselves at risk under their own... Uh, you know, with uh, under their own recognition and understanding, freaking, we should be encouraging that stuff like it's going out of fashion. You know, what's the what? Uh, seriously, though, no, but if you cark it and you're doing something you really want to do and it's worth it, then it, it, what's the what's the diff? Or isn't there more value in that than just growing old, so called gracefully, and carking some old dude that's never really done anything? I feel like we're probably putting too much emphasis on life. And this is a whole different ballgame to what this entire podcast is about. But yes, are, we, are yeah. we putting too much emphasis on life? Is my, life, is life my not family well? are definitely not religious from the perspective of thinking in an afterlife, but there is a general saying that me and my dad share, and that is if we should end up at the gates of heaven, we intend to do so with a body that's absolutely destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> It has exactly. been used to within an inch of its tether. Yeah. yeah. As they all burn out, don't fade away. Yeah. You may as well, you know. But if life isn't about gathering experience, then what is it? Is it is it literally just about putting yourself out to pasture as early as you can and living with no risk and making it to the ripe old age of 95 and dying in a bed with a limited amount of experience? I mean, some of those oh. Italians oh, look pretty happy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> living the good life what do they call it that's olive that's olive oil and wine yeah. though <laughs> I think a happy mix of both Doubt. <laughs> dousing myself in olive oil and drinking red wine yeah. <laughs> that's an experience yeah. no it's it's a happy mix of it's a happy mix of both but you gotta have both agreed that's the thing and there's a lot of there's too many people all stopping other people's Sorry, fun because they think it's both dangerous. Oli it's both like... olive oil and one, <laughs> not just one. No, but both. Okay. Right, Lather cool. yourself in olive oil, <laughs> drink a bottle of wine and every day. <laughs> every day. Oh, I, I, th I thought we were talking about pre-session ritual. That's what I do before every wing. <laughs> What um, I, I need to somehow we need to somehow bring this back to foiling at some discretion. Oh, yes. What what's your go to setup for your subfoil, for instance, if that's what you're doing predominantly? Right. Oh, honestly, uh, that's changed recently. It's fantastic. Uh, I've got a downwind board, a six eight hundred liter. Uh, Is this one of Army's ones? Yeah. 
Yep. And I'm using uh, an 865 high modulus mast, a 1000 MA front wing, and a 210 surf tail, Very and nice. a 60 fuse. And um, I love it. Uh, the, the, um, the downwind, because the boxes are, are really far forward in that board, uh, it doesn't feel like you're actually on a 6.8 board because I used to kind of be paddling 5.8s or 5.5s. And I, I'm just loving how early you can get into waves. Uh, you know, when I was on the shorter subs, it's already got steep and the takeoff was super committing, but, and it was hard to catch big waves. Now you can catch bigger waves. It, you still end up with a steep takeoff and super committing, but they're bigger. Um, but you just, the longer board makes it um, more damped in sort of pitch. So it's actually easier to control the, uh, the drop and the, you know, obviously when you're coming down the wave, the, the water's moving up. And then when you get to the bottom, it's horizontal. So you have to adjust for the the difference in uh, in the way the water, you know, the water's um, hitting the foil. And it just makes it so easy with the with the longer board. It's just more damped and I just I absolutely love it. Are you are you Check. usually you, so are you using that board specifically for subfoiling and then the whole thing for, for downwinding as well? Like, is that what you subfoil yeah. on pre- predominantly now? No, I, I, yeah, I don't use the short board anymore. I'm just <clears throat> using, because like I say, the box is so far forward. Maybe I have an extra, oh, I don't know, sort of 20, 30 centimeters out of the front of my old board, uh, my short um, wings up the five five or something but you just don't feel it it doesn't matter it's like oh my god this is i'm still doing the same turns as i used to do but uh yeah the board's bigger and handles bigger waves you can get into bigger waves it's just it's insane i love it how's how's your downwinding progress going how's how's how long have you been doing it are you proficient are you gliding all the time is it easy peasy no i'm a total hack and um uh, I needed to be blowing absolutely like crazy, and I haven't really done enough downwinding to consider myself a true downwinder. I've I've dabbled and I can do it, but uh, I need to go somewhere good to do it, where you've actually where it sets up. I've only done it when there's been a hell of storm come in, and the chop is always much shorter and not as sort of well-defined whereas if you go to somewhere like hood river um with the opposing current and a good wind all day by the middle of the afternoon you've actually got a decent sort of swell to to catch and to, to go downwind with so i haven't really had the best conditions but um is there much going on near you raglan way no no it's just mm-hmm. waiting for a storm and jumping out and trying to get a bit of it but uh, I'd love to do more. I really, I think that's sort of the thing I'd like to do. Very good. Well, there's yet another person to add to the list, Liam, who's committing to it. We started yeah. our, our downwinding journey the other day, didn't we, Yeah, Lou? we did. Yeah. Nice. We How did you get on? Oh, we had so about badly. 10 minutes of flat water paddle up 
experience on a downwinding setup each. That's what we had. But that means it's begun. They always say it the start begun. is well the hardest. Done. Yeah. Did you get up? Flat Absolutely water? not. No. <laughs> okay, good. Because We I felt lift. <laughs> <I'm just like, laughs> got, got up straight away. I'll be too pissed. <laughs> we, fe- we felt lift. And I did actually have a go on Richard's, uh, the, the, the big one here, 138 um, a 135 litre Armstrong board today. Mm-hmm. I actually found that we, we used the 110 the other day on flat water mm-hmm. and it wasn't really choppy today either, but I found the 135 quite just as difficult as I thought the 110 was the other yeah. day, which is, it doesn't bode very well for my paddling no, ability. Uh, uh, honestly, I can tell you uh, those things are narrow. They are te- they're technical boards, but um, it's probably going to take you three or four decent sessions of trying just to get your you know your your muscles used to to dealing with that thing but uh now i've had you know i've been probably on it for six months now and i was out in some choppy windy junk uh just surf uh, subfoiling the other day and there was no way i could stand on that board before in conditions like that and now i'm just paddling around and it's oh yeah no worries it, it's amazing how quickly or, or, or yeah. the way the way that your body because obviously Adapt. the skill skill is one big thing but that's not in well it is skill but it isn't entirely the same type of skill as learning a trick for instance but just the no, ability to be able to paddle something smaller how does a body learn to do yeah, that it, it's just muscle memory and also mm. I think it's a lot to do with confidence too. You don't recognize it, but each time you go out, you are building an element of confidence and suddenly, you know, you go out the first time, you're, just, you're all nervous and like, whoa, 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 and half of it's nervous energy. And then the next time you go out, hey, all right, I've done this before and it's a bit better, but you're still a bit nervous. And then you finally just go out and relax and you're like, eh, how did it make that so difficult? Well, are you just, are you heading to Hood River this year, Ozone or yourself? No, uh, I'm not doing Hood River this year. I uh, I've done it for a number of years, and I'm kind of over um, going to do the same thing uh, repeatedly, and and it, also it's work, and I just uh, I'm done. It's like uh, there's enough. a whole crew of people. There's a whole crew of people now that can do that. Thank you. See you later. I quite like the answer to that question. No, I can't be asked. Brilliant. <laughs> what more could you possibly well, you know, want? There's, I mean, I don't know how much time, you, I presume you over the years, you probably spent a reasonable amount of time in the States. I do find that yes. as a Brit, there's only a certain level of, uh, oh, I must be careful what I say. I realise we have a good American audience now. It's certain areas of the US, <laughs> it's quite different culturally. And I find even as an extrovert, I sometimes find it quite tiring. Uh, yeah, the good thing is uh, I've lived there for quite a number of years and I, I appreciate the States. I love the countryside. Uh, people are great. Everything works for me. Um, I'm just not particularly good at repeatedly doing the same thing. And, you know, uh, I, let, let's also say it's a trade show. Can you imagine how many trade shows I've been to and how much talking I've done? I'm bored um, of them, and it's only been four years. Yeah, and I, I just, I, I just can't do anymore. I don't want to, uh, you know, I, I, don't want to have to answer questions. I like the people, and uh, I appreciate that they've got questions and what have you. But I'm just I'll tell you what, like, we'll give you if nah, if we I'm ever done. if we ever somehow 
convince somebody to pay us to go and chat nonsense with people we'll give you a call and you can come along with us and we'll do a fresh take on the whole experience <laughs> yeah, just talk absolutely <laughs> this is rob is, oh it. yeah we know rob from ozone no 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 he's actually our uh, knob joke consultant for this trip <laughs> <laughs> This guy can talk to us with pleats and utter bollocks at you. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'm done on that, but uh, still a great place. I, I will go back, but I'll go back on my own terms and actually thoroughly enjoy it for what it really is instead of always thinking trade show starts next week. Yeah, fair enough. So what, um, what have Ozone got coming? What do we need to know about? Obviously, we've bigged up the Everything. flux because we like the flux. Um, <laughs> Ozone obviously don't release every single year, you but you do roughly every couple of years with kites and maybe once a year occasionally with wing, depending on what's going on. Yeah. By my recollection, we should be looking for a new wave kite in a moment. That should be on the cards at some description with a new... Uh, version of the, the Rio. Is is that accurate? Not that this is a, a kiting podcast at all, but what yeah, yes. what, are you, what are you working on? Uh, so uh, Wings, obviously, we're working on the Wasp. Um, then we are working on Rio, just finished. Uh, we just had the production samples here. So that job is pretty much out of the way. Um we're working on a secret wing project too, which is quite exciting. Well, tell us all about it. Tell us all about that one. Yeah. Then. That sounds far more exciting. <laughs> yeah, why don't we lead with that one? <laughs> uh, that, that'll be next time. Uh, oh, next time? Hang on a minute. I'll be retired. No, <laughs> that'll be done. <laughs> no, uh, we are working on so <laughs> Yeah. But, but, well, the good thing is uh, when it comes out, you will immediately recognize what we were talking about. And uh, we are working on something that's super interesting. Um, and we'll, we'll see where that leads us. But uh, well, three wing quivers enough, though. I don't want a fourth. I can't sell four. Well, no, th this one is something unique. And okay. uh, it's, it's very unique. So it's, it's not really like the others. So, okay. But uh, that, that's being worked on now. It's probably... 70% of the way through development. Um, I hope it's a non-inflatable wing. I'm waiting for somebody to release a non-inflatable wing. It's Good. funny you should say that. Another <laughs> friend of mine has just made a, uh, a non-inflatable hard wing, and it's fucking amazing. Where's that? Amazing. Is that over here or is that over there? Yes, that's a British guy. Simon? Uh, yes, you know Simon. Oh, he's yeah. put some. He's got. I shared some photos with you actually, yeah. Liam. It's on his Instagram. That looks yeah. like an expensive amount of carbon. Well, he's uh, Simon's um, uh, composite he's whiz, composite genius. Plus, uh, he is a genius as well. I mean, he's a proper genius. Uh, I've known Simon for probably thirty years, and it, yeah, he's a special character. He knows exactly what he's doing, and. It, that that uh, hard wing is absolute beauty, beauty. I'm interested. I, I don't think he's actually had it on the water yet because there hasn't there wasn't conditions for it. Then he went to Vietnam, and he's out, out in Vietnam now. He's just picked up his fluxes, so he's all excited. <laughs> he wants to get on the water. Um, Has he been doing yeah, some work with you guys then? 
No, no, he uh, he works uh, with uh, Jimmy Lewis because uh, oh, yeah, Simon yeah. used to windsurf, and he went out to Hawaii, got friends with Jimmy Lewis, so he's been working with Jimmy Lewis in the Jimmy Lewis uh, production board factory over there. Right, and um, it just so happens it's not far from the ozone factory, so he went and had a tour of the ozone factory. Uh, picked up his fluxes. He's been riding ozone for obviously a long time because we're connected. And um, when that trip's done, he's getting back to riding his wing. We look forward to it. We might actually have some wind at that point. We are going yeah, I- through a strange spell, and Liam and I are not in a windy area. Well, in fact, area. it looked like a great spell because I was watching the TT and. Never have I For seen that. weather so good. It was like, oh my God, I should have been there this year. But anyway, next yeah. year, I can guarantee you, while I'm there, it'll be pissing down and howling. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't be standing watching then. Not if it's like that. <laughs> hey, there's nothing to watch anyway. I'm just one of the backmarkers. But hey, I tell you what, being a backmarker is better than nothing. Better than, better than not being there entirely. Brilliant. Any more questions at all, Liam? Anything on your mind? Uh, dinner. <laughs> dinner. <laughs> well, I think, no, our, no, I think completely uh, honest. Our, our listeners are, are probably uh, going to hate us for going over the two-hour mark again, or they'll absolutely love it. I know my mum uh, doesn't like going over the hour mark when she listens, so that's a bit annoying. Uh, so she might not <laughs> listen to this one, I'm afraid, Rob. Um, I don't worry. I'm good. We, we really appreciate you taking the time, though. Thank you very much. It's been no enthralling. I, I, Thank you very I much. I couldn't help but be thinking halfway through that Somebody with your attitude of there's room for everybody and wishing success on everybody. Um, I'm glad that, you know, you are a success and the company that you founded with your co-founders is a success with that attitude. That's really nice. And yeah, it's, it's as we're producing, we're getting to the point now where there's a reasonable catalog of these episodes. Um and I'm sort of sometimes find myself scrolling through the list and being like, you know what, this is actually quite cool from the perspective of sort of documenting a piece of time and people's stories at those time. And I feel like this conversation was very much one of those where, you know, you've shared, oh, shared a part of you, shared some stories that will be valued in a catalogue of, of things that I know me and Freddie are both happy to be producing. So, yeah, thank you. So what what he means is is we usually talk to some shit people, but this is not this is not this is not one of those ones. Is that what that's what that means in English? Is it? My mic, well, uh, <coughs> mic's not working. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you very much. Honestly, it was uh, it was totally great fun, and it was easy talking to you as well. That's another great thing. Well, that's because I've had, I, I've totally, had a couple of beers. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I, I totally forgot that there's an audience. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we want. That's what we want. Here, and we are, we we are editing anything out. No, it's good. It's great. Thank you very much. Awesome, man. Love it. If you do good come luck. back over, um, it'd, be, it'd be great to, to meet you, whether you came via Max Track or anything like that. Um, yes. Give us a shout. Yeah. It'd be great. Thank you very much good. for your time. We will turn nice the one. recording yeah, off now. Don't forget now. to Thank save you. that recording. Yeah. Brilliant. Excellent. Yes. Thanks yes, very I much, will. Rob. Excellent. Thank you. Enjoy your foiling. See you out there sometime. There you go. Hope you enjoyed that episode with Rob. There's going to be plenty coming from uh, Freddie and I in the coming weeks. 
Uh, we've got some episodes already recorded that are ready to go. We've got other guests lined up that are going to be really interesting. Uh, there's been a lot of good time on the water as well. I've been testing out some new kites, kite foiling uh, only today. Uh, Freddie and I had our first go messing around with the foil drive. Uh, foil drive sent us, I think it's the Assist Plus um, for us to have a little play around with. Um, so yeah, we've had a go with that. And once we've had a few more sessions on that, we'll kind of give our thoughts on that product. Um, yeah. Do keep spreading the love. If you haven't already and you've been listening for a while, what are you doing waiting to rate us five stars on whatever platform that you listen on? Uh, rate us five stars, leave us a review, and most importantly, reach out to us if you want to and share these episodes with your friends. Share them with anybody. Just get them shared. Um, grow our little GFP community and get more people listening. Cool. Till next time. Thanks.